Hello, and thank you for joining us this week on Calvary Conversations podcast. It's our new podcast here at Calvary Church, and uh, we're really honored that you take time out of your week to uh, join us for these conversations. It's designed just to be conversational among our church leaders here about topics that are relevant to today for you and your family. Trust that it's a blessing to you. If it is a blessing to you, would you just hit the like button, the subscribe button, and the notification button so that... uh, so that you can be aware of what's going on and that uh, it would also be just a real blessing to us if you would do that. It would help us out. And we trust that our content will be a blessing and help you out as well. This uh, podcast airs every week, Friday nights at 6 p.m. And uh, just check back here regularly and uh, you'll find things that will be a, a real encouragement to you. Today's conversation is going to be with Pastor Trevor, yeah. our youth pastor here at Calvary. We're really blessed and honored to have uh, him and yeah. uh, his wife, Lindsay, leading yeah. our youth ministry here. And uh, we have been highlighting the different uh, generational ministries here at Calvary. Mm-hmm. And I'm really thankful that Calvary is a multi-generational right. Right. church. Amen. And uh, I think it really kind of always has been, but over the last three years or so, mm-hmm. we've kind of really focused on it. We have brought on a senior adult pastor in the last right. two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have always had a youth ministry, but we've seen that grow and right. increase over the last few years. Uh, we've just recently added a young adults pastor. We yes. have a new children's pastor. So we're mm-hmm. we're really focusing on that multi-generational. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but specifically about youth or student ministry today. And uh, I want to just give Pastor Trevor a chance to introduce himself. Tell us about you and Lindsay okay. and uh, and just go for it. Yeah, yeah. So first, thank you for for having having me on the podcast. I'm, I'm super excited to share about uh, youth ministry. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I pretty much... Uh, grew up in this church my whole life. Uh, moved here from New York when I was about six years old, and then I've been at this church ever since. I'm 23 now, so it, it's crazy to see how God has has like kept me here, and now I'm like the youth pastor here. Me and my wife uh, Lindsay, and uh, I went to Southeastern University. A lot of you know exactly where that is there in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, I played football there for about two years, and then. Uh, it got, it got expensive. (laughs) It got expensive. And, uh, I ended up coming home and, and getting a, you know, just a job and, and, uh, just kind of trusting the Lord and, and, um, seeing, seeing where he, he takes me and, and ended up married. Yeah. I got married and I got married at 21 years old. Me and my wife are going to be married two years now, June 1st. So our, our anniversary is coming up. Um, so it's just, it's just crazy to see, um, God work and, and not not to give me credit, but to give him all the glory that says, man, I just without him, I don't know where I'd be. And so that's just a little bit about me. I'm just excited to, you know, be on the podcast today and talk to you guys about about youth ministry and, and you know, what what our vision here is at Calvary Youth and, and stuff like that. So I just thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And so also you were kind of a mentored by our former youth oh, pastor, Rich Strosia. Yes. And uh, he served faithfully for several years here as the youth pastor. And yes. uh, he kind of brought you up and helped you through some really challenging <laughs> oh, times man. in your life. Yes. And then, uh, then kind of released you into ministry over mm-hmm. the last year or so here at Calvary. Yeah. Pastor Rich, I mean, he's, I, I tell people, I, I told the youth last or two Wednesdays ago, I said, if there's ever a person you need in your life, it's Pastor Rich, because he just, he was always there. And that's one thing that I love about him is that he's available to help, to talk, even if you just want to call him and complain. I know that sounds bad, but like if you just want to vent to him, he's like, listen, I mean, I'm all ears for you. So he's so just been a real blessing I have his cell me. number here. Should I share that publicly so everybody <laughs> could just call him? And vent to the pastor? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You know, 
that that leads me into kind of just a comment I wanted to make about uh, multi generational mm-hmm. uh, uh, ministry, and that is this: is that mentors are vitally important, of course, in our life, in our discipleship process, mm-hmm. in our spiritual growth, and I think that is why it is so important. You know, and it's not just mentorship; it is relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it is important for youth to have senior adults and for senior adults to have youth Mm -hmm. and every bracket of age is in between. Like it's, we need each other. (laughs) I say it all the time. Uh, it's kind of a cliche, but I still like it. We're better together. Of course. And, uh, while we have specifically geared ministry towards students and Mm -hmm. elementary and nursery, even toddler age, and then senior adults and, and young adults, we have geared, you know, ministry geared towards those age brackets. We are, at our best, I believe, when we are functioning in gatherings, that we're able to fellowship together, work together, minister to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the individual ministries prepare us for that gathering together. Right. And um, and I have been blessed. I said it last week with Pastor Joe. That is like senior adults speaking into my life. Of course. I, I need that. Like mm-hmm. I go and sit with them intentionally. Mm-hmm. I want their wisdom. I want their experience. Mm-hmm. And they need younger people. I'm not as young as I used to be, but I still consider <laughs> myself younger. Yeah. So they need us to speak into their life, of like course. to encourage them, to mm-hmm. let them know we need them. Right. And uh, it's just it's just really powerful. So multi-generational ministry is powerful yeah. and wonderful. So let's say, hey, let's just dive into some, some questions here and yeah. talk about youth specifically. Awesome. And uh, I want to talk about the mission and the vision of Calvary Youth I gotcha. and what it looks like and uh, mm-hmm. and what you think it looks like and like what you're imparting to our youth right now right. for, for right. that. So, so you know, my wife and I, we, we like to say this and it's pretty much what we've adopted as our, as our like kind of mission statement. And it's this, it's a whole generation exposed to Christ as he really is. And I mentioned and really emphasized that last part as he really is, because the purpose of Calvary Youth is to set that standard. Who is Christ and who is he to to us, right? And so in the the concept of and the kind of the the vehicle of youth ministry and what our students go through on a day-to-day basis, we want to really um set that standard of not letting culture the worldly culture that we live in, because there's a lot of pressure on on our students and our kids nowadays to kind of conform into this cookie cutter. This is who you're supposed to be. And they're in their very vulnerable years of figuring out who they're supposed to be, but more so emphasizing that, hey, not letting culture define who Christ is or a student's viewpoint of who Christ is, but we're going to dive into what the word says about who Christ is and what Christ says about who we are. So that's really, really our mission is a whole generation exposed to Christ as he really is. So letting the students know who he really is for them and then going out and exposing him to the whole generation, whether it's in their schools, whether it's in the grocery store, whether they're going out to eat with their friends or even sometimes in some cases to their own families, they can be a light. So that's really what we want to impart to them is, Man, Jesus is real, and He wants to use you. So, Amen. yeah, man, and He does. Yeah. He is, and He does. Yeah, for exactly. sure, for sure. I love that. And you know, our culture really is, I think, working overtime. It seems like <laughs> yeah. to try to define not maybe not specifically who Jesus is, but how we should interpret right. uh, 
like a worldview of religion, exactly. of G, of God, right. of of whatever, and and uh, they're they're working to to conform us. Exactly. And and that mission and that vision you're sharing is so powerful. And thank you for doing that. And uh, and we, I think, as a church, mm-hmm. have to. If, if I can say this just as a, as a pastor, as a lead pastor, and then thinking about all of our ministries, we've got to we've got to do that collectively of course. to to make sure that our students have what they need, mm-hmm. both uh, that you as a youth pastor have what you need to make that happen right. and that they have what they need to be able to go out and do what you're trying to empower them to do right. uh, so that we support them in prayer. We support them in uh, in fundraising. I know that sounds a little bit <laughs> weird, but the, the, the no. things that we're going to talk about in a few minutes, yeah. like they there's events, there's mm-hmm. functions that they do. Those all help them become the kind of people, the exactly. kind of person you're talking about. Exactly. And it's, it's contingent on us mm-hmm. doing our part to help get them there and to mm-hmm. make them better. So right. it really does take all of us. It does. We're better yes. together. Yes, so, sir. so with the, with that in mind and that mission in mind, what does youth ministry look like at Calvary and why do we need youth men, like specific youth ministry mm-hmm. at Calvary assembly of God? So I, I think that um, the students and just like the age that they're in, they need something that they can take ownership of. I really believe that because it's funny, even even speaking like I purposely I purposely intentionally don't say the word kids because when I was a kid, I didn't want to be a kid. You know, you wanted to be older. And so I I like to say students. So I wanted to take ownership of, of my life and myself and and that. So but as far as the the ministry goes, you know, we have adult service on Wednesday nights. But we really want to have a place where the students can feel like they can express themselves, that they can worship and, and have other students around them. They can joke when they want to joke. And, but really, really more so that they feel comfortable to, to open up to, to the spirit and to what the Lord's doing in a service. A lot of times, I know that when I was a youth, um, I'd be in the main sanctuary and be like, man, this is intimidating. I see all these adults like on fire, they're worshiping, they're raising their hands. Some people were running around the state, like the, you know, just when the spirit moves, things happen in, in people. And it was a little bit intimidating and not that we don't want that in the youth service, but we want them to feel like, Hey, um, this is who, this is who Christ is. And this is what he can do in you. And, in our services. So, I mean, we have worship geared to them. We have the word geared to them and, and really just, Hey, this is your spot. This is your spot here at Calvary. And you know, this is your, this is your youth group. You know, I like to say that to them. Yes, I'm the youth pastor, but Hey, if there's anything you need, anything, you know, you want, you know, let me know this is, this is your group, you know, take ownership of it. And because if you don't take ownership of it, you'll, you'll never really put in, you know, you won't have passion for it. You know, you won't, you won't, you won't get involved as much as you really, you should. And and I think that we need that, especially in our, our, the culture today as, as students, you know, generation Z, it's like, it's like, you know, everything's technological. You know, Mm -hmm. we can't have a one-on-one conversation like you and I, and I've noticed that a little bit, but we want to create that environment here that, they can open up and just express themselves and talk and, and share their issues, share what's going on in their lives, share their, share their victories with us. And, you know, that's, that's pretty much the main thing. And you do that like in some small group settings too. Don't yeah. You? We, we have, we have small groups. Sometimes we go over, you know, 
you know, book curriculum and stuff like that. We, we, we let the kind of Wednesday nights, you know, be more so we're getting into the word, but then when we meet, you know, on other times, it's more like, Hey, what's going on in your life? You know, yeah. let's talk about some real things. And those, those youth specific youth gatherings mm-hmm. kind of lend themselves to invitational evangelism because you want to invite your friends yeah. to that maybe more so than to an adult sanctuary service and like that. But you know what I love about Calvary is that our youth also participate oh, in yeah. our adult sanctuary services. They like do. we, as I, I keep repeating it, but we are multi-generational. And we if you are. come into our Sunday service and sometimes like last night, our Wednesday yeah. midweek service, um, you see every age bracket mm-hmm. because we are in there together and we worship together and uh, we flow together and you come to the altars and you see young people and you see senior adults right. and you see children and you see everybody. Um, and so our, our youth don't just, I, I've gone to churches where you're like the youth service is the youth service and the sanctuary service are, is their parents and their grandparents <laughs> and you never see the two mixing. And right. so we do both. Right. And, and to me, that is what youth ministry should look like. So we have something geared towards them, but right. it's not just them. It's right. all of us. Right. So, so, so Trevor, what is like, um, some of the top issues, maybe one or two, but specifically maybe the one yeah. issue, top issue or issues that students, teenagers, high school, middle school students are fa- facing today mm-hmm. in our society. And how can the church in general, but thinking about Calvary youth specifically right. or Calvary church specifically, right. how can we help meet that? So I, I think there's there's one major issue but it's my answer is going to be kind of twofold here. So I think the main issue right now in, in the students' lives and, you know, the, the gener- Generation Z and like millennials and, and, and like that is identity. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but it's cli- it becomes cliche because it's so prominent now. We have, you know, we have things that are trying to push um, who you're supposed to be, you know, there, there's gender stuff. There's, you know, you know, just all culture, music, everything, you know, in social media is just crazy right now with just stuff that you really would never see 10 years ago or even five years ago on, you know, scrolling through your phone. Six months ago. (laughs) Yep. Six months ago. I mean, it's crazy. So I I think the culture is really trying to say, Hey, this is who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's an issue. Because Christ made, God made everyone unique. He made, first of all, he made everyone yeah. with a plan and a purpose. And and just kind of a little bit more detail, I think this issue is twofold because you can look at two sets of, of students here. You can look at students that don't know Christ, that aren't believers. And then you can look at students that are in the church, then they know Christ and they are believers, right? Yeah. And I think identity is an issue in both. Here's why. Um, because I think that in the group of students that are in the church, like I said, Generation Z is probably the most technological advanced generation. I mean, there's there's people and there's students in our youth group that like they can do crazy things with technology and I'd never thought I'd feel old cause I'm 23 years old, but they make me feel like, you know, I'm way older than I am. Wait till you're 49. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's just, it's just crazy. But, um, the issue would be 
because they have a lot of talents. They have a lot of, you know, they have a lot of access to things and, and, you know, photography and, and, you know, there's drones now and there, there's all types of stuff and they're making movies and videos and all this stuff. And it's good. And these are all gifts and talents that God has given them. But I think the problem lies when the pursuit of the practical gifts become more, become more than this pursuit of the spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking in the sense of believers, a lot of times we say, well, how is that going to fit practically to us? I truly believe that the gifts that we're given spiritually are as practical as the ones we can feel tangibly or the ones we can do something with tangibly. So I think the the problem would be don't substitute the the spiritual gifts for the practical ones. Don't think that, you know, you're you're just going to because you're good at photography you're gonna go be a photographer and never step into the word never step into you know what what christ has for you and what christ wants you to do for others um so for for that group that i think that would be one one thing and then for the group that you know isn't in the church for the students that don't know christ yet and and stuff like that it's the same identity i mean you have you can look at the news and just look at all this, the garbage that's coming through there. I don't recommend it, but you can, you can literally go on there and say, man, what is this world doing? I mean, we're pushing students to literally say, Hey, you're, and we don't need to stay on this topic, but Hey, you know, you're this gender, you're this gender, you know, or you don't even, if you don't know, you can just kind of mark the box that says, I'm just, gender X or whatever, what general neutral or, or, you know, and, um, you know, you see a lot of everyone's the same, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's the same. And and you ask yourself, the question is where, where's, where's God in all of this? Where is the change? Where is the breakthrough? Where is the victory in all this? Because you see it from a perspective of a, of a pastor or of a believer and you say, and they're so much more than what they think they are mm-hmm. in, in, in re- retrospect to, to students. Sure. And um, how I think that the church plays the biggest role in that is discipleship. Yeah. When I say discipleship, I don't just mean small groups. I don't just mean, I don't just mean coming to church, but I mean, hey, parents, don't just rely on your pastor or your youth pastor or, you know, the youth leaders in the church to preach the word, you know, preach the word in your homes, you know, and, and, you know, encourage your kids to go out and witness, you know, if they're not, if they're not seeing you do it, then they're definitely not going to do it because they're wanting to see someone that says, I'm doing this thing. I'm, I'm committed. I'm bold enough. I have enough courage to do it. So I think the church really plays a role there that says that that when they, when they need to disciple and say, Hey, look, we need to go after this thing. We need to go after Christ and we need to be the example and disciple these. And not just in the spiritual aspect, but Hey, you have a 16 year old kid that just got a job and he doesn't know how to do anything with his finances. Take him to a bank, have him open up a bank account, you know, and, and show him what it means to be financially responsible. And, and, you know, just, just different things like that. You know, we, we play a role in all aspects of, of a kid's life or a student's life more than we know. And if we don't got it together, then they'll never get it together. And all of our different generational ministries can help impart that. Like, so right. some, some adults can help 
Right. Some of our students do that, when yeah. they, especially if in in our world today, exactly. many, you know, don't don't have fathers or sometimes any parents right. active in their lives, you know. And so we want to be a church that has uh, ministries, programs in place to do that, I mm-hmm. think. And that's part of our vision and our goal. What I hear you saying, Pastor Trevor, is that identity is a huge issue right. in our world, in right. the church and outside of the church. I'm just kind of recapping what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all good. It was really powerful. Uh, but I, I, what I hear you saying is that the church plays a part both in reaching the world and helping them see that we can have a conversation one day on this podcast about identity issues and like that. That's not what this episode's about. Mm-hmm. But what I hear you saying is, is that God will help us find our identity. Of course. Every one of us, whether of somebody feels they are uh, something different different than the way they were born or whatever. Uh, And, and God has a lot to say about that in his word. And we Mm -hmm. can talk about that one day, but the truth is, is God will help an unsaved person or a lost person find their identity in him. Right. Clearly. And there will be no question of who we are. Right. But he will also help. And I think this is so powerful when you said this, he will also help believers Mm -hmm. because we can all just with distractions in life, get off on. Yeah all kinds of little pig trails Mm -hmm. and lose our identity as to who we are in Christ. Exactly. And he will keep us on track. If we will stay focused, it's through discipleship, it's through staying plugged in Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and ministry and, uh, like youth ministry in this case that we're talking about to to help young people know that your gifts, your talents, the the things, and, and they're going to fine arts this weekend. Right, it's we a competition are. to help hone those gifts and talents because the things that they do, everything that we we're gifted with, mm-hmm. is part of our identity in Christ. Like He That's wants right. us to use those gifts to minister to the world around us mm-hmm. and to reach souls for His kingdom. And so that's right. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I think that's a great great answer. So. Thank you for for saying that and and sharing that. Now, um, how can the church be more effective? I think we've already kind of touched on this, and we're going to kind of start wrapping this up. Mm-hmm. But how can the church be more effective in reaching students, mm-hmm. and then discipling students, and then mobilizing students right. for ministry? So, what are some things we can do to just be more effective in that? So, so I think um, it starts with. You know, the church pretty much walking it out as an example, um, you know, doing the things that we preach about and and That's and good. showing the students, um, hey, this is what it's about. This is what the life of a Christian or a believer is about. And, and really, um, you know taking them along with them. Um, that's why it's so important. Like you said, we are a multi-generational church and it is important for us to be in the services at the same time in some cases. And, you know, maybe one day it will be to the point where we're always together and we're just experiencing revival and God's spirit being poured out on us. And we just can't be separated because we're, we all need the same thing in that, in that moment. But, um, it's important for that because we need, we need students to see, Hey, they can do it. If they can do it, then I can do it. And we need a lot of, I know I want to, I want to shout out the, the young, young adults ministry. We need, a, we need young adults. I mean, a lot of times students look to, uh, I know this sounds kind of like eh, kind of cringy or, 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 or bad, but, um, a lot of times students will look at a, an adult and they just, just like, okay, well I'll get there one day. I'm not going to do that right now. I'll get there one day. Um, so Let's let's bump down to a kind of a younger generation. Say, hey, you know, my generation, 23 year olds, 30, you know, 30s, you know, young, uh, 
young 30s, hey, you know, let's show these students what what it's about to what it looks like to be a Christ follower, what it looks like, you know, wherever we go. um, I think that's the main, main thing is wherever we go, we need to show Christ. We need to walk it out because whatever, you know, whatever you're doing or not doing, the generation behind you is saying, okay, well then that's the standard, you know, that's the standards. Well, if they are preaching it, in this service and they're lifting their hands on, on Sundays and Wednesdays, but then when they go out and they're not doing a single thing, they're not, they're not, uh, witnessing, they're not discipling, they're not lending what they have to the poor or they're not doing, you know, things like that, that scripture, you know, invites us to do, then, then they, they won't, they won't do that at all. But, um, once we, once we do that, I'm telling you, it's just going to catch fire because students will think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Right. We sometimes I like to say this to them and it's, you know, a life of sin is not a prerequisite for, for a young person. It's not like you don't have to you you don't have to be the typical young person that says I was addicted from this age because my friends, you know, introduced me to this and now I found Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, you can know who you are now mm-hmm. and walk it out. You know, you know, God doesn't wait for you to turn 30 to use you. Yeah. And, um, and um, that might be the best testimony because yeah. God kept you from it. You exactly. Know? And those are, those They're are all the best great te- testimonies, but those are know? the, those yeah. are the best testimonies. So I, I just really think that as we walk it out and uh, make it, make it our culture. It's not even, it's not even make it our culture. It's more so this is the way. It's awesome. Thank you. You know, I'm thinking just like revival. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know with that term, that word used a lot, but <laughs> I get that, but I don't see youth as the church of, and I think this is kind of what you were alluding to earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't see youth as the church of tomorrow or Mm -hmm. 10 years from now or something like that. We're not trying to raise them up so that one day they can be board members Mm -hmm. or one day they can be, you know, Sunday school teachers. I think we want them plugged in right here, right now, right now and doing what God's called them to do right now, using their gifts, using their talents, doing what, and, and seeing them uh, release words and operating the gifts of the spirit Mm -hmm. and, and, and revival taking place through, every age bracket inclusive of our youth. And so, right. uh, and I, you know, not to recap it, but just really to continue the answer that you're giving. And that is let's see revival in our teenagers. Let's, let's see it. revival right. in, in the youth and uh, let it carry on. I, in fact, let, I could see our youth, the, the youth of this generation being the catalyst for revival. Yes. They're the ones with the energy. They're the ones, I mean, if God can get a hold of them and set them ablaze and he has in times past. And I think he is again, if he can set them ablaze, like the whole world can be set on fire. You know, as you say that, I think of, you know, when you, when you're younger, you just want to be older. You know, you want to be able to be independent and have money and, you know, get married one day and have a family. And then when when you're older, I mean, I'm not there yet. But when I mean, actually, yeah, I kind of am. I, I definitely sometimes, you know, wish I was just back in high school, just getting good <laughs> grades and, you know, maybe not. But, you know, getting getting grades that, you know, people say this is kind of <laughs> funny, but C's do make degrees. C's do make <laughs> degrees. I don't encourage that. Please work hard. Um, but when you're older, you just want to be young again. Right. And I see that as like, if the young generation is on fire and then the old generation's on fire, we just want to be on fire. We're looking at the young generation as the older generation say, man, I want to be like them and they're on fire. And then the young people are looking at the older generation saying, 
man, I want to be like them. And they're on fire. And then it just sparks a fire and it just, we just grows want fire. and grows. We do. We, we do. just want fire. We want it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. just equipping these students to go out and, and change their world. I mean, I, you so know. I'm praying for revival in the church, but I am praying so, so specifically for Calvary, but for just youth ministry in general, that mm-hmm. something would be sparked in this generation of youth, young adults, even children, even our children. And we're going to be talking to, to Pastor Candace here in the next couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. uh, like I can just see revival breaking out in, in elementary students. I can see it breaking out in middle school That's and right. high school students and college students. And I think it's going to transform form the world yes. in these last days we're living in. And uh, and I think that uh, those of us who have gone before mm-hmm. are going to just help nurture that and and guard that and, and help in many ways. We're still going to play a huge role in all of that, but right. they're going to be like God's going to use them right. in a powerful way, that, that younger generation. So I'm praying right. for that. I'm believing for that. And yeah. I think that's why we need youth ministry. It is. And, uh, and it we're, is. we're doing it here at Calvary. So we praise are. God. So. To, to, to close this this time out today, what does youth ministry practically look like at Calvary? And, and what I mean by that is the the where, yeah. the when, the how. I know that doesn't apply to everybody that might listen to this podcast, but it certainly applies to those in the Jacksonville area. Yeah. So, so if, where if do we meet? Yeah, so we, if you're in the, the Jacksonville area, you know, here, Middleburg, Orange Park, you know, Green Cove, Lake Asbury, wherever you're at, um, we meet here on Wednesday nights here at Calvary um, at 7 p.m. I encourage students, hey, get here at 6.30, okay? We have stuff for you. We have games. We have, you know, card games. We have ping pong. We have all this stuff. And, and we, you know, we have concessions and stuff like that. But we meet here on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. And we go to about, if I preach short, we go, to, you know, if we go to about 8.30. But if I'm, you know, if I'm preaching long, hopefully not. But, you know, you know, you never know. But if I'm preaching long, sometimes we go to, you know, 8.45. Um, and parents are banging down the doors trying to get their kids. But, you know, we're, we have a good time and and you know if you're here that please some prayer time and stuff too doesn't yeah it? so so around like 6 30 ish we we do a little pre-service prayer and uh we just say hey god you know come you know we, we invite you we're available we're here um so if you're in the area you know check us out um we also do other things you know we have small group meetings we once a month we do kind of like a youth outing where we'll go bowling or or we'll go you know um one of the kids wanted to go ice skating and we haven't done that yet, but you know, we do a lot of fun things and yeah. Oh yeah. We go out to eat, you know, after (laughs) on Wednesday nights, um, sometimes, you know, one of the kids is like, yo, where are we going to eat? You know? And I'm just like, well, I guess we're going somewhere, you know, we just got to figure it out right then and there. Usually we go to Culver's or something like that, but, um, you know, we have a good time and, you know, what I, what I want in this is, you know, the pastor of the youth ministry and, and me and Lindsay really want this to not just be, hey, you know, we just have fun. But, hey, you know, we we're together. We're one. We're unified. And wherever we go, wherever, whether it's Culver's or Splits or, you know, Texas Roadhouse, wherever we go, we get to be a light. And, you know, whatever that means, whatever that looks like, that's what our goal is. And, um, you know, if you're in the area, you know, please check us out 7 PM. Um, we just, we just have a good time. We do some other cool things too. We do youth camps Yeah, in the summer. We do a youth conference in mm-hmm. the fall. Uh, we do, um, we do fine arts competition, which is huge, which is today, uh, which is today. <laughs> They're leaving today where they, I mean, hundreds of categories, I think, or at least a hundred plus categories yeah. of, 
of different kinds of from photography to graphic design to preaching to singing mm-hmm. whatever musical whatever that's right and uh they compete against thousands of other students mm-hmm. and uh they go to nationals and that's yeah. an annual event and that's pretty powerful and then camps like i said so there's a lot of things to get involved there's a in lot of things to get involved in i mean yeah. we we have we have tons of things this summer is going to be youth camp and you know talking to a lot of the students that is the that is the one week throughout 10 years from now that they will say that week changed my life. So um, we have a lot of cool things coming up here this year. So, you know, come out and join us and be a part. Hey, I love you. And I thank you. I appreciate appreciate you and Lindsay. And uh, thank you for investing in our youth. Thank you. It's awesome. Amen. It's good to be on. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to this podcast and uh, join us each Friday right here at 6 p.m. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you.